Welcome back to RTFD Tales of Piracy, episode 18, The Cleaver. As always, I am your dungeon master, Nick Smith, and joining me is Todd Blackburn. Arr, Slayer here, and remember, run towards fucking death. Yeah. RTFD. Badass. Max Garner. What up? Uh, and just make sure before you do that, uh, review the fried dumplings. Mm. That's right. And Patrick Kelly. And don't forget to really try for domination. <laughs> and back to the conquering. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start us ourselves off with a recap of what happened last time. After the two weeks post-Mogolos festival downtime to process everything that had happened, you guys were getting ready to set off when Squala told everyone she was not going to return. In proper huntsman fashion, you had planned and threw her a spectacular going-away party on the brand-new remodeled huntsman. You guys also got your room uh, picked out, and you guys made yourselves more comfortable and brought your stuff onto the ship. Uh, you guys spent some of your final time in the bar having some good times and drinking with some friends, and eventually made your, your ways... Back to the ship for a party with the Huntsman crew. There you guys had had a fantastic night of just drinking, competing with each other, and having a general good time. Yurite had challenged Slayer to a drinking contest. Well, I'm pretty sure it was the other way around. He challenged me. Here. You were asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> During that time Yurite tricked him with a mug of sobriety that he had bought on the island earlier that day but they had both thrown up at the same time as Yurite was not used to alcohol and Slayer was drinking already before that Slayer and Squala had had a nice heart-to-heart -heart and reminiscing time where he then followed up and asked her if it was possible she could ask the captain to do him a favor or her a favor and go to Salvasa she agreed after rolling so low against his super low roll. She agreed to convince Pitcher to go to Salvasa. Golan had blacked out. Can't remember a thing that happened. A drunk Rolt then ended up helping him uh, to his bed at night. We're not going to say what he did. Max doesn't know, and we're just going to keep going. So Kept in the mystery of it. Slowly Kept in the dark. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I'll think a lot of people saw it all. <laughs> so, a drunk Krolten had tried to bring Golan back, but only made it to the cannons, and they spooned there for the night. Nice cuddle buddies. Yurite had s slept that night on the crow's nest, I believe, correct? No, you slept it in the, in the room. Yeah, I was in the room. You were in the room the first night. And Slayer eventually drunkly found his way to the room as well. The next day, you guys enjoyed an easy... First day getting back into the groove of everything kind of day on the ship. Nothing really eventful had happened. Yurite had moved uh, his little spot up to the crow's nest and making it a bit more of his own personal home. Uh, Yurite and Golan were both named navigators of the ship as well. Now having official roles other than just crew members. So, as the second day came around and the crew was enjoying a break midday, as a storm slowly began to break in the distance and rain down on the ship a little bit, everyone's being merry, singing a 
rowdy sea shanty called uh, it's called Drunken Slayer. <laughs> and like at one point, Slayer's ears perk up, recognizing a sound, a splash. He then looks at one of the holes in the side of the ship and sees a speck of a ship off in the distance with a large reaper with a sideways, cur- straight curved scythe as if meant to split ships in half in the front. The cleaver. And then a second splash and this is where we are now. Rain slowly falling and lightning crashing near the nearby water. What do you do, Slayer? Slayer, looking out the window, uh, slowly steps back and grabs onto his anchor, turns around and be like, Aye, mateys! There's another ship on the horizon. Get ready for battle. And I just get them all ready. Okay. And I make my way up towards Pitcher to let him know. Okay, give me a straight charisma check. First and foremost, for, for getting the crew ready. <laughs> Say it. Uh, natural one, and can I just get a new dice? Yeah. <laughs> new First roll, and the dice is going in solitude. In jail. In jail, <laughs> in servitude. Uh, so you say this, and you just see Biff turn at you. It's probably just a sto- the Storm Slayer. You're being ridiculous. There's no ship. You fool. Aye, Biff. Come look. Look at that ship. It looks like it could split ours in half. He's gonna look out. Oh, shit. That is a ship. Why me so far off? It probably doesn't see us. Aye. But let's get ready just in case. Give me a persuasion check. Cocked. Roll again. Uh, 13. 13. Biff is going to look at you and just go, Aye, aye, first mate. Everyone, drinks down! We gotta get ready for a battle! And Zebra goes, What? What the fuck? Slayer, what are you doing? And she's gonna run up to you uh, before you run up the ladder uh, and intercept you. What? What's going on? As Biff is running around, Come on, let's go! Shaking Durla and Gert and dragging them all up uh, the ladders as you guys are currently waiting to go up. Aye, Zebrath, there's a ship on the horizon. Let's go up to Slayer. He, he might have seen it. Let's go, 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 go. And she uh, ushers you upstairs. You see her turn to Ella and say something, and Ella is going to run this way. Also, uh, I'm going to say Zebrath. Aye, they shot a few warning shots at us. They're ready. Okay. They will probably reach out. Keep an eye out for any messenger birds or anything like that. Alright, let's go tell Pitcher. Let's go. So these two are going to run upstairs. Uh, you guys, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to put away the little project I was working on. Um, then I'm just going to gather my supplies. And then who's left down there with us? Yeah. It's just the three of us? It's just the three of you. Everyone else is like... The second someone said, like, all hands on deck, everyone was upstairs ready to man a cannon. Alright, Crollton, let's go up to the top. Crollton, aye, sir! And you guys make your way to the top. Bruh, just looking, going, just looking around, seeing that he is literally the last <laughs> person on deck. Um, I'm gonna do, and I just, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just imagining that scene where 
Golden's enjoying his drink. Or maybe I'm reading a book Pull, or something. Yeah, yeah you're just like, like, just like just enjoying. lost. You're like lost a in a good book, and you you pick up you pick up a drink. You drink the cups up. Everyone's there. The cups down. You look down at your book. Just look you up. look up. Everyone's gone. Oh shit! What? <laughs> I just I book it. Ah, uh, book it. I book it out. <laughs> book puns. He's definitely drinking a glass of wine. Yes. Oh yeah, lots of red wine. Found on the ship. Nader. Put me inside the box. Yeah, go on, you're com- you're coming up the ladder, uh, <laughs> still the gum, but Slayer, you are leading the charge to Pitcher, who is currently uh, has an eye in a uh, in a telescope, looking out to the distance as Claw looks there with his gruff like one cut eye. He's like, well, Captain, what do you see? It seems to be the cleaver. Don't know if we can trust it. Aye, uh-huh. Slayer. Aye, Captain, there's a ship on the horizon. I see! It's the cleaver! Aye, they shot warning shots at us. I noticed! I'm... I... I that's why I'm looking at them now! Aye, I have all the men in battle positions ready. Gives you a thumbs up with his, uh, his cat paw. Good job, Slayer! He's gonna close the par- uh, the telescope. Now we wait to see what they want. If they raise a black flag, ready the men for we go to battle. Aye. So... You guys are sitting there in the rain, pouring down. Oh yeah, I forgot. It's, it's raining. Pouring down. I'm getting all wet. <laughs> it's pouring. Eventually you hear <laughs> as this black parrot just swoops down low and <laughs> drops a rock about five feet in front of Slayer and then <laughs> flies off again. And then you hear from the stone This is Captain Mordug of the Cleaver. You have one hour to surrender your supplies, or we will open fire and sink your ship. And let's say Golan at that point, that's when you come up. <laughs> okay, good, madam. Um, Slayer, you you definitely hear this. Um, Pitcher looks down. Slayer, what did it say? Aye, Captain. We have an hour. To surrender all of our surprise before they start shooting. Ha! Actually, all of you. Navigator as well, and strange one that looks like you're a Tay. Hi, Captain. In my quarters now! And you guys all, you see him go down the steps and open this door I with a key. Zebrath's with us. Yeah, Zebrath is included in this. We're all locked in. It's a tight <laughs> squeeze. <laughs> you're a Tay, you have to duck to fit in. <laughs> I don't Slayer, you don't. <laughs> I definitely, wait, wait, no. I definitely no. don't have to duck. I have to duck. Okay, okay. Slayer has to duck. I have to make sure. Sure. You gotta take your your, uh, your skull off. <laughs> so, you guys are. Let's just switch this real quick. Colton's in the front for some reason. Yeah, he shouldn't be in the front. <laughs> so, as you guys stand here, Pitcher just puts his hands on his desk. So, we're not surrendering, but uh, the cleaver is. Definitely outguns us. What should we do? Aye, do we outmaneuver them, Captain? They're about, uh... Can I roll to see if your would be as smart as me? That's very interesting. <laughs> I have a pretty crafty idea. It's a very interesting thing. You want to go off my my Roll a luck check. 
So what exactly are you trying to accomplish here? Well, I was going to mention, like, we could totally put gunpowder in a barrel as our supplies and then light it and give it to them. Does Yurte say this out loud? Yeah, if they're asking, then yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, him saying that, I'll just interject. So, uh, Pitcher looks real quick. They're about 700 feet off of our poor side. They're dangerously close. They're purposely missing us, for the most part. They, if they want, they can get much, much closer. Uh, so just from seeing it, you notice it also had a full other layer of cannons in your ship. It is much bigger than okay. the uh, the Huntsman is. So they're 700 feet? Yeah. Oh, they're just in range. It, do we want to go to war with the Cleaver? We are outgunned. Aye, but not outmanned. We are the best sailors, best pirates. You have met our crew, right? <laughs> Aye, and we did win the Mongols Festival. This is true, this is true. Zebrath, what do you think? Uh, Zebrath this whole time has just been quiet and she's been sitting there. They want us to surrender, right? They want us to give them supplies. Aye. Yorite suggested sabotage. Now what if we do something similar to that? What if we let them board as if to take our supplies? And we slaughter them when they get on board for touching our ship. That way, we don't have to mess around with their cannons. Have I haven't come out the close. Exactly. But you know you don't have to go with my idea. I've only been sailing for like, what, 20 plus years of my life? <laughs> Thank you, Golden. <laughs> I, I think that will work great, Sebrith, with our, our sailors. Our now, <laughs> now, see again, have you met our crew? Aye, but we did win the Mongolos Festival. Biff is not silent. <laughs> he is deadly, but he is not silent. Uh, Slayer, also, we won the festival. The rest of the crew did not. No offense. Zephyr. She's gonna, like, rub her, uh, her, her steel cap of her horn. However, yeah, 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 yeah. I think a direct approach may, uh, may suit us kindly in the end. Do we know if their captain will be coming on board? Well, there is something I can do to make sure the captain comes face to face. I can request parley. Aye. What's parlay? <laughs> uh, a truce, and usually you don't break it. Gotcha. That is true, but if we uh, we leave any no survivors, no one to say that the parlay was broken. No survivors. I we just cross our paws and pretend we never said parlay. That is true, Slayer. The old finger cross. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, sir, that's not going to work. <laughs> you are right, Zurite, it is a promise, and to break one is a serious consequence, so I only suggested it in a uh, last-ditch effort. I, if we can always have our ships next to each other, so their cannons are useless. That is a good idea, yes. We could kill half of them. If half boards, we could wipe out easily that half. And then quickly hop on their ship and capture it for ourselves. Well, I think the best bet here, because I think they definitely have more men than us. 
is we try and at least scare them off. Get them away from us to show that we mean business. Maybe let off a few close-range shots to, uh... When, when we clearly deal with them on the ship, we maybe show them some force. I just kind of look over to Golden. Uh, you think you could maybe uh, throw a fireball over at them? I could. I but wish. if that is to the point of, in, you know, taking them out of the battle, not having them be on our ship, that may not work because some of them may survive and then they will be enraged and come at us even harder. Aye, but aim for the sails and they'll burn and then they can't come after. I could fly over there and do that. That's actually a great idea. I could light their sails. Slayer, you've been thinking ahead. Aye. Yes, that was a very, very insightful. Nick as a DM also. That's <laughs> fucking all. <awesome>. Yeah. Zebra, <laughs> uh, okay, that is a very good idea. That's okay. So, game plan. What do you think we should do? We have an hour to decide. I don't have a watch. <laughs> I, I don't know what time it is, but uh, we. We seem to only have roughly an hour before we have to decide what to do. How far can you shoot a fireball, Golan? Well, I can actually fly over to their ship within range, and then uh, I can shoot within 150 feet. So I can fly within 150 feet over the open ocean. Now, of course, that would no, now now Golan, would you? Are you suggesting you fly over solo, shoot them, and then we dip? So that they're stuck there, and you are—you have to fly back to the ship. I believe that would work. How long does fly last? Yeah, one uh, hour, right? Ten minutes. At thir- if you if you spend what most I... of your movements dashing, you would be able to go sixty feet around. That's a hundred rounds. Yeah. Would I be able to? Make you would that definitely happen? be able to go. I also could take someone with well, me. You have to go. Back. You have yeah. You also have to be able to come so back. So it's ten minutes. So. But that's still hundred rounds. And you can go. Oh no! I can only cast it once. Yeah. I can use multiple times. charges to get someone else to come, but I can only cast it, it once. once. Yeah. You can I cannot recast it there. Six thousand feet during those ten minutes. Just doing math here. <laughs> he can go f- three hundred and thirty feet one way if he has to come back. And he can shoot 150 feet. 10 minutes? Oh yeah, 5 minutes out, 5 minutes back. So he goes 3,000 feet. Does he travel 60? There's 60 times 5. Each round is, is one 10... Is, is six, each round is 6 seconds. Oh. Yeah. oh. Yeah. So 10 minutes is 100 rounds. Oh, so he can fly back. And yeah. Two and back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I said like well, really, feet. would I be able to make it within 150 feet? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what we, that's what we just spent this whole yeah. time figuring out. Yeah, yeah. Great. totally. Do. Then, is that what you would like to do right now? <laughs> or or do are we waiting for them to come over to do this? What are we doing here? It is obviously a risk. I'm I'm putting myself at risk for the you know the sanctity of the crew. But as you should, five you on the back. Well, <laughs> let me finish. Go to select. You know. I go Thwaps you in the back of the head. Interrupting me while I was talking. Reach my hand. You feel a brush. He hits the his air. back. The damage that could be done to the ship and to the people on this great crew, it might be worth the chance of me flying over alone. I'm willing to take that chance. Aye, what if we move the ship just slightly out of range? 
Aye, they're almost already at max range towards us. That's true. We could attack. We could try and use the storm to our advantage as well. Are you going to be okay in the storm? I think I'll manage. Okay. There is also an option for someone to come with me. I, I don't we, know why that would be we useful. We could act like we're going to do what they want, but then he flies out a little bit ahead of us. As he gets close, we then turn and start running we as could, he their sails on fire. We could, I could have, say, Yurite come with me, carry, like say, like a barrel full, and maybe we say it's like full of gold and they don't shoot at us, because they may fire at us while we're coming, and that could ruin the entire plan. What if they don't know that we're going to shoot a fireball? But that you're, would... you're flying, and there's a storm, so you could just hide in the clouds. They won't even see you. Would I be able to fly like above the cloud cover? You'd have to see. Yeah, yeah I guess I you're, also... you're literally flying into a storm. You can also use it's... my cloak and change the color so it hides you better. Instead of me coming a giant seven-foot guy. I, we could also send some rowboats, hide them in the waves, <laughs> and get up close. <laughs> Dear Lord, these ideas were starting to sound good a moment ago, I swear. <laughs> I, 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 I've, 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 here, Captain. No, I've noticed, but uh, if you look at the walls, nothing's sticking. <laughs> um, Could you fly someone back? So, like, one of us brings the supplies over, we do the gunpowder, we give them it like it is that, maybe hide some fruits on top. We fly back. As we're flying back, he hits the barrel, so they do extra damage. As we're already leaving, it's only two that people That could danger. work. And that way they're distracted with us following their things to surrender. And then we just fake out and away. Okay. Uh, who are you suggesting do this exchange? Well, we need Golan. Okay. We need probably someone who we can fly back who might have some slight experience at doing wild things. He's gonna I, look at Slayer. <laughs> yeah, the whole room just you hear whole the room. shift of heads. Oh look at Slayer. I looks like something's sticking on the walls now, Captain. Good job, Yurite! Yurite <laughs> just gives like a thumbs up that it's not him having to go over. <laughs> Carlton just goes, damn it, I knew it was gonna be me wait, what? <laughs> oh, Slayer! Yes. I... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what? You, you guys get to now go about this plan. You guys have to do this step by step. So we need some barrels that we can fill with gunpowder, I, explosive that's... material, which I'm assuming we only have gunpowder. We mm -hmm. need some sort of like fruit or other offering on top to disguise. Slayer just kind of goes towards the door. And just screams out Biff's name. Oh, you hear like the stomping of feet and then ferociously <laughs> popping up from below deck is Biff. Slayer! Aye, Biff. We need. Uh, aye, Biff. We need a barrel of gunpowder instantly. Oh, sir! He's gonna jump right back down. You hear the stomping of feet again and you hear incoherent yelling. Um, and then you see him just come up with this, literally spilling, almost spilling out the top of gunpowder, just poof, big old keg of it. Aye, and, uh, grab a blanket and some fruits, too. Oi! He's, uh, gonna go back downstairs, comes back up a couple seconds later with a blanket and some fruit.
Uh, I just kind of have it all in front of me. I, Captain, I think we got everything we need now. So, before you now is a overfilled keg of gunpowder, a very wet blanket, because it's storming. It's raining still. And rolling around aimlessly, three oranges. <laughs> I kind of start picking up the oranges. Should we perhaps pass it? <laughs> you asked like the, the dumbest barrel? guy on the ship to do this. Can your team pick up the barrel and just bring it back down below deck? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to get it. Right here for us. We got it fast, but it's in the but... rain. Yeah, I pushed it. Wet gun. We can move it. Now, your team's going to take the barrel and he's going to walk down below deck. <laughs> he's going to go, Matter. Can I get a sack full of fruits and vegetables that we have that aren't vital? Sure thing. And he just goes off and you see him shuffling around. Krolten help him acquire supplies. Krolten's going to help speed things along, yeah. And I'm going to skim off some of the excess so that way it's kind of sinking down. Um, How deep are you going with the excess? Can I get a second barrel? Or would I have to ask for that? How many barrels? You can, you yeah, you're, you're downstairs if you want. You can. I'm gonna also get a second barrel. Yep. I'm gonna split it half and half. Okay. Ooh. And then I'm gonna take the sack of fruit when it comes to me. We're gonna rip it in half, and that's gonna be the layer on top. Okay. And then we're gonna put. No, we're not using a wet blanket. Well, just get a dry blanket put over top of the gunpowder so they it will not stay it. dry. <laughs> that's what the sack will be for. wet immediately. And then we're just gonna fill the rest of the barrel up with. The supplies Natter and Krollpen bring me. Got it. Okay. Uh, give me a deception roll. 18. Oh. 19. Okay. Well <laughs> you, you create this one, like you, you separate this powder, you pat it down so it's nice and flat, and when you put down the half-torn bags of fruit that you pulled from uh, Natter real quick, and you arrange the fruits in a certain way so that they gave just enough cover. And that takes it about, like, I would say, like, two-thirds of the way. And then you just fill it the rest of the way with non-essential supplies of, like, a couple blankets, like a pillow or two to really cushion the edges and stuff like that. Um, you put some nails in there, some cannonballs. Um, you, do, you do put a couple things that are going to make it a bit heavy, but it makes it so that they are deadly a bit you know it also makes sense why it's heavy not just you know. and you, you lift them it's like this feels like it's full of supplies uh slayer you give you, you want you want our meet and just like do some squats like yeah you got this uh give me actually a athletics check i also have an idea oh an eight an eight yeah What'd you roll? A two plus six. Oh my god. Yes, indeed. You, you can good. you can lift up one okay, and that's really it right now. I These are really to, heavy. I got this. Gotta warm up my arms first. Okay. So I'm sitting there while he's doing this. Uh, Slayer, you know we are going to be flying in the rain over the open ocean. You can't drop those barrels, otherwise our plan is nil. I right, can we uh, take some straps and tie them together? To, to you? I yes, like a backpack. That could work. Well, quick question. If you bring a rowboat, let's say, 
And then you kind of just drop it off at the bonder ship and say, now y'all can get it up. And you start using that as your excuse that you're just leaving and blow it up at the bottom of the water line. Wouldn't the ship sink if you break through the bottom thing? Aye, that could also work. And, and then, then you we can could also fly. hit the sails too on your way out. Aye. Aye, my other idea was uh, we fly over, we drop two off, and we go get more too and pretend it's like a supply run so they don't think the first first flyover is suspicious. Well, it's more I'm concerned that they start digging through it and then on your second time over there they shoot you out of the sky. I think. So one quick go and book it might be our best option. Uh, you guys are having this discussion below deck, by yeah, the way. Okay. Currently working on the uh, kegs. We also only be, will be able to fly one time. Aye, we yeah. will not be able to drop it in and fly again. How about we make a few more of these then? And just throw them over. Me and Golan. And we'll fly we could, out. We could have a larger crew fly out with us and bring way more barrels. You I could also just take the rowboat. You know, so that way you can save the flies of the skies back so they don't know you can fly. I know. I ain't flying back. We fly back. Yes. Not there, so that way they can't ready anything to shoot you out of the sky. So we row over to the boat first, say we're giving them some, like our supplies, and then fly back, hit them. I I like it. So we can, if we have supplies too, we can make more barrels. I just don't want to use up too much supply. Hey, what if we do uh, a few? You guys hear a crack of lightning. <laughs> Strike very close on the water, the very choppy water you guys are currently on right now. Oh. Just thought I'd describe the setting a little bit. Clap of lightning. I maybe not the little boat. <laughs> After hearing the lightning crack, <laughs> some water splashes up through the wind. The uh, you hear you hear Biff go, man, a rowboat sounds like a really good idea. Cross. Hi, Biff. Do you want a row? Sure, why not? So, uh, are you guys going to get a rowboat ready and get this ready to go? I don't see why not. Are we rowing? Sure, Tango. Oh, it was <laughs> making the idea. We could get, like, someone else come with us if you want. Can you fly multiple people? I can get up to seven people to fly. I could use all my seven charges on my Citern, and I'm pretty sure get seven people to fly. So, would you like to grab more hand slayer? So, I could, up to seven people could come. Yeah, we'll grab a few more people. Okay. Who would you like to grab? Uh, I'm looking around. Who's around? Wait, you're not going to come, though? Um, you are in the middle of the deck, so this would be like most of the crews currently here. Like a special mission. I, crewmates, I got a special mission for Biff us. Biff and Gert's hands immediately shoot up. <laughs> I, these two. Yes! I love the volunteers. I love the energy. Me and Crollton I, anybody else? Crollton and I will go. We can carry two barrels. Two, four, five, six. Aye, there's room for one more, anybody. You guys have two rowboats. Each rowboat can fit four people. So, yeah, two more. Well, we can only fly seven people. Only, can fly, only one oh. person can come. Yeah, one more person. Unless we're straining someone. I don't think so. <laughs> and you also need room for the barrels. Know. Remember that. Right. Aye, anybody else? I'm so if you're packing, how many barrels are you packing? Um, so are we flying there back and forth? Or if we're sending multiple no, we're people, or are we back. just rowing the boats over? We're and rowing flying and then flying back. I anybody else like to join this well, mission? Well, at that point, we might not need more people. We can bring more barrels, so that way it's a bigger explosion, higher okay. chance of success. Three and three. And also, depending on how we do it, if we don't want them, like if we're not even going to let them bother check it either, we could just all gunpowder and bigger explosions. What I was thinking. 
we can really, just leave it and fly off real quick. Really do damage it. to their ship and it goes down. It does not follow us. No chance. I, I like the sound of that. Biff, how many extra barrels of gunpowder do we have? Do you want them all? Extra. How many extra? He's going to start counting with his fingers. Who's the other uh, person down there that does the... Uh, I know you're Austin who's the guy in charge. Yeah, <laughs> do we want to ask the guy who's in charge of the cannon slayer? Hi, you're off there. Where are you? Uh, I just kind of scream out his name. He's got his name wrong. It's just like, too. you see Biff like trying to count on his fingers wrong. I just push I just push Biff off to the side. Oh, I go, okay, yep. I go to the main guy. Yeah, what is a slayer? Aye, how many extra barrels of gunpowder do we have? Well, for this, I can probably spare like another maybe barrel, barrel and a half. I, uh... Barrel and a half it is. Make it two barrels. I sl- you're already getting two out of me. If uh, I give you one, and then if the one and a half is the, is the you know, gesture here. I mean, I want to see these bastards sink so we don't have to fight. I was thinking three barrels in total. We would have split it three between the two ships. You would have no, we already half. have half and uh, half, and we'd get two more. Yeah. Fill up. And you can split those in half. Yeah, since you're assuming, originally saying full. You're getting, you, you will get a full barrel and a half extra from the one you have now so you have two and a half total he's saying he can spare an extra barrel and a half he's already giving you a spare we already have one exactly that's why i want two more to have so no you can only spare a barrel and a half so that barrel and a half would technically create three barrels give me a persuasion roll let's let's leave this up to the dice Unnatural 20. Your ass new looks at you. Sink these bastards if you're gonna do it. And he puts down a third barrel for you. Aye, thank you. So he tries, you know, he warmed up his arms. He's gonna try Athletics track. He's gonna try to get him both. Did, did some pump arm yeah, uh, push ups. Pump 16. Yeah, you you pick up two of them and just right up. I, I told you I could do it, guys. I just needed to warm up my muscles. As I kind of carry the two barrels over. Um, who is watching the kegs right now? Give me a perception check. Oh no, nine. Okay. You see nothing wrong with you. You you as you're shifting everything, like you're taking the stuff out and everything. Everything seems fine. And uh, for a moment, you kind of like go to close the barrel. You turn to look at Slayer and. You're off new, arguing, and then you look back over and you close the barrel, tighten it up real good. That's what happens. I know who. So I'm just standing around. <laughs> I know exactly who. I'm not really, like, talking to Irathne right now. Maybe I'm going to go do, like, a once-over of everything, make sure everything's in check. Uh, the barrels? Yeah. Uh, okay. Give me a investigation check. Give a night one. These oh. barrels are looking mighty fine. I'm feeling confident. I don't know anything. Explosion know worthy if there ever was something worth I just exploding. Know it's gonna work, and on. Okay, that's all right. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great explosion. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be huge. 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 huge explosion. Uh, we start prepping these. Yep. So you guys prep the. Two, are you guys taking two rowboats or just one? It's not one. I say we do. Uh, I thought there's six of us. We're taking two. You're taking two? Well, if all six of us coming. I'm just saying, if you put as many on one boat as we can, higher chance of, you know, not missing two. If Because kegs are smaller than people, you can fit 
three kegs where you would normally fit two people. So if you just two people go, you put all the kegs on one boat. Yeah. Because they can go in between you guys and in the where the other two people would normally sit. Let's do it. It's an extra two kegs or three kegs? You have a total of three kegs right now. You had one. You were given an extra two. Yeah, but we split them in half. For a total of three. Are you splitting all of them in half? Are we? Oh, there's no need to, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, one, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you're just, just we'll distributing the weight, like, yeah. weird. I, uh, going just me and you. Guess that's proper. I, we don't have to put anyone else in danger. Might as well take the supplies out of this one and just fill it full of gunpowder and do all three gunpowder. That's what he, he already did. Yeah. We uh, already did that. Just flies out? Yep. Okay. Slayer, I don't know. If I, it might be coming up to an hour. We might need to uh, start I, in now. Let's start loading this on the rowboat. Let's do it. Um, Who is alerting Mordug? Are you telling Pitcher to do it? or? Um. Yeah, we'll tell Pitcher. Okay. You see Pitcher go and speak into the stone. My crew will be sending over a rowboat. They're going to give you some supplies of ours in hopes that you will leave us alone. We need supplies as we had just left. So we're not looking to part with much more. Find what you get to be gracious. Or you can come talk to me about it. Mordog. And, uh, hang up. And you just hear the deep voice of Mordog respond. Send them over. Give us the supplies, and we will see if your lives are worth sparing. Right, we start rowing. We start well, lowering the rowboat down. Before you go, it is storming. Do you want to just make sure you can fly? If you have extra charges, we just want to send someone up real fast and see if you can come back down. No, because I can only cast fly at one time per day. So once I cast it, it cannot be cast until tomorrow. So it has to be all or nothing. Aye, that's how I like it. Well, I'll watch for the crow's nest. <laughs> okay, you make your way up. My way up to the top. Uh, say, Colton will follow you. Say a prayer for us, buddy. <laughs> if they do anything suspicious, just big fireball up in the air for us to see. Breathe uh, some fire. Okay, I can do that. Aye, <laughs> just, like, just for like, us to see. Not as big as mine. So, you guys lower the rowboat down. Everyone on the ship is kind of tense, waiting. Sound of the storm. You guys get into the rowboat and start making your way over. I'm going to need athletic checks from Slayer. Oh, you know I'm rolling. And dexterity saving throws from both of you. As you guys are currently taking a dingy little rowboat into a thunderstorm. And lightning storm. As the wave just... Nature around you is happening in all different ways. My strength was sixteen. Okay, so you are you're keeping the boat moving in a positive direction in this moment. I think it it adds proficiency to him at least. You ready? Three, two, one. Nineteen. You uh, this this would not be with advantage. This isn't danger sense worthy. That's not, it's not a trap or anything like that or an ability. This is nature. I got a 10. Effects. Nature is an effect. No, it's not. No. I got a 19 anyways. 19 and a, a 10. 10. So, Slayer, as you are focusing on rowing, your body used to this golem, you're sitting in the front, you're like, whoa! And for a second, you get air. 
And Slayer, you see him with a 19, I'll let you react. As he is slowly going up, to roll for it. up, I up, didn't even cast give me yet. a, uh, <laughs> let's make this a acrobatics check. To see if you can keep hold of your oar and grab him. That's one. <laughs> so, Golan, you get air for a second, and for a moment, you know what it's like to fly without magic. And then all of a sudden, you feel a hand around your ankle pull you down, and you, boom, sit right back down in, in, your, uh, in your spot. And you just wide eyes as you guys are continuing as and I'm, rowing as on. I'm rowing, I'm like, I grab onto your seat with both hands. I was a goner! And then my hands are on the seat, <laughs> gripping like. You oh, saw oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll say there's one up in the crow's nest. And uh, yeah, you're watching this as you just see Golan get some air and then come back down. Uh, I'm going to need another athletics check to continue on past these waves as a large wave starts cresting over you guys. Okay, you make your way to the zenith of this. And I'm going to need dexterity saving throws once again. A 17? I got a 12. 17 Slayer um, once again. Unnatural 20, I forgot to add. Your, your saving yeah. throw? Yeah. You you hold on tight once again. You are used to this. And you force the boat down Golan again. You... Can we go with advantage that he's holding on to him? Actually, yes. I forgot. You specifically said you were holding on. Roll with advantage. That's why I told you to hold on. Yeah, roll with advantage. Come on, buddy. Come on. Higher Come than on. a 12. 13. <laughs> you feel your fingers for a moment. You're thinking, I can't let go. I can't let go. I got this. I got this. You're on your final tip. And you're like, this is enough. And as you say enough, your fingers slip out from underneath the seat. And you start going up in the air. Uh, Slayer, you know what to try. Acrobatics. 18. 18, once again, he grabs you by the ankle and yanks you down. God, you're, sla- you're saving me out of your Slayer. Jeez. You guys are going. Um, Someone roll a... Go on, roll a d20 for me. See how lucky this next stretch of the journey is. Another massive wave slowly starts... And this one is cresting on top of you guys. I'm going to need just straight dexterity saving throws from both of you. 18. 18? Okay, awesome. You have six. Six. So, you see as you're going, Golan, you hold on this time as the wave takes the boat up, up at the zenith and you lose an oar. And as you go to grab it, your whole body kind of slips out of equilibrium. And for a moment, you see Slayer start tipping over. And with him, the boat slowly starts to tip as well. Golan, how would you like to react? <laughs> I guess I'm just going to instinctively try to grab him back on the ship. Back on like he did for me. Give me a uh, dexterity check. Just dexterity? Just dexterity. Because you need just pure speed on your side for this. 12. It's not fast enough as Slayer tips over and goes overboard at the zenith of this wave. And he is taken underwater in this moment. Slayer, I need a constitution saving throw. Yeah, I know, I know. But you are suddenly being jerked underwater in this moment. The second you go, you take this sharp breath in and you take four cold damage as the water rushes inside of you and it begins to freeze you on the inside. Uh, Golan, give me a perception check as you okay, yeah, you, you, you look overboard real quick and you're looking back and forth. 
I try to start to swim up. Uh, 23 on perception. You see Slayer as he takes in that breath and you see the water and this shocked look as he starts to paw his way up. Um, Is... Give me a, another constitution saving throw. I was going to ask... Do with I disadvantage, because you currently have water in your lungs. When I cast Levitate, do I have to touch him to trigger it? Yes, it is a touch spell. Oh, Actually, what, what's the range on it, it says? It should say. It says 60 feet. Anyone within 60 feet you can cast Levitate on. Oh, I just rolled a 17. 17? Okay, so though you are choking and you're, you're, you're really struggling right now, you start pawing your way up, swimming, and your hands do break water. Um, can I cast levitate while he's in the water and like sort of magically bring him up out of it? Yes, you take you take out your uh, your sick turn, strum on one of the cords, and as that vibration goes out, Slayer, you feel it touch your paw and you just levitate out of the water and seawater spilling out of your mouth. Uh, you get him back on the ship and he slowly lowers down. I'm just like coughing out water. Thank you, Gold. You are right, Slayer. Just completely I, drenched head to toe. I, like, yeah, yeah. I hate the fucking water, but these waves are giving us quite a. Your taste uh, heart is pounding in the crow's nest. Do I have both oars? Give me a luck check. Is, is there any. Is this a straight roll? Yep, just luck a straight is... roll to see if you got lucky. What is it? A 13? A 13? You have one oar. Oh, God. The other one is gone. One Oh god, I'm, I'm just paddling like a canoe now. Yep, give Sit me an back. athletics check. Sit at the back, like just paddle off the back. Uh, that's sixteen plus sixteen plus six. 22. Yep. You going right through, just pushing with this single oar. You guys are almost there. You can now see the ship. Oh. Um, you do see that there is rope ladders already down. Uh, I'm gonna need final dexterity check. Uh, one luck check from Golan okay. for nature. Got a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So you guys don't you guys don't experience any massive waves or anything, but the water is choppy. Slayer, give me an athletics check. High on this boat checks. Eighteen plus twenty-four. Yeah, you're. This is no worry for you. You you guys pull up to the side of the ship, and you see this uh. This humanoid looking over the side with the, these like orange, uh, these orange sideburns that go down and point inwards to where his mustache would be. They have these like black stripes along it, and he looks down. Bring up the barrels. Um, no funny business. I just kind of look over at Golan. I should we blow it now? I whisper it to him. We should we Are, blow it now? Is the rowboat next to the boat? Yes, you guys at this point are, are right next to it. He's looking down up top of you guys. They want you to bring the stuff up. They're looking at you right now. So, like, whispering to Slayer. Uh, maybe you can yell for them to, like, lower some hooks down and bring the stuff up instead that way. Aye, what if we bring it up onto the deck and then leave it there and explode it? But don't we want to explode it at the bottom of the ship so water gets... Both of you give me a stealth check. Yeah. I got a nat one on stealth. So many nat ones today. I got a 13 at least. Okay. 
Just say it's a thunderstorm. They can't hear. <laughs> there is lightning yeah, going. We, is there a thunder, lightning, a sound? Come on. You, you, you just hear faintly, What was that? Never. I toss down some hooks for us so we can. We're trying to figure out how to get those supplies up. We'll send down hooks. And three or uh, six hooks come down for you guys to hook these barrels up to. All right. Is there. I. I, uh, I open up the barrel real quick, just like, just like a couple inches, just on one side for me to peek in, and I, like, stick a little fuse into it. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check. Can I do this three times, because I'm doing it with all three barrels? Yes. And I'm also peering in and looking, so should I... I'm stressed. Uh, perception <laughs> check as well as you look in. Where's my bad guy? Uh, black... Perception, white, sleight of hand. Uh, this was on the first barrel? Yep. Uh, eight sleight of hand and a nine on perception. You look in, you see gunpowder, and you stick this thing in, and it makes a. You got a nine, right? What are you doing to the barrel? I making sure everything's all right before we send it up. Where the fuck is there a fuse in it? I just quickly did the other two. <laughs> hey! Where the uh, fuck is there a fuse? Uh, make them bolt your fuses. A 15 hey. in sleight of hand. They're putting fuses in there! And a uh, 16 on sleight of hand and a 13 on perception. Okay, I'm just gonna real quick. I just real quick do it. One, two, three. Oh, you should just flew in both. <laughs> uh, what's your armor class? Uh, seventeen. So twenty-one definitely hits. As you hear a from above deck, and Slayer takes nine piercing damage as a bullet shoots him into the shoulder. As he jams this last fuse in. No more funny business! Do I see anything inside of it? No. Okay. All three? No, all three, nothing. Nothing? Nothing. As soon okay. as that happens, Golan doesn't even say anything. Pulls around his cittern, strums the strings, and cast fly on both me and Slayer. Burn two charges, cast fly on each other. The crew is going to start taking shots at you guys. I, uh... You guys have one round to act. Can your take? We're gonna watching we have to fly this, away. Yell I, to pitcher. They need a distraction. I take out a torch. Yes. Okay. Like Give me a per, uh, charisma check. Working rain. Dude, it's raining. It's pouring. I'm trying to throw it. Twelve. Okay. You yell out. You you see pitcher starts reacting to something. And then big fireball at the ship. <laughs> so you guys begin flying away. Is that all you're doing? Um, Taking your action to just dash or what? Can I throw down a while flying a torch onto it to light the kegs on fire? Um, give me a survival check. Yep. Uh, survival thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, you light it, throw it, and you you see as you begin floating away with the fly, oh, small fuses slowly begin to go. That was enough to warrant a luck check, and the luck check was good enough. Alright, and then we're starting to fly. We're are you, flying. Are you throwing a fireball at the ship? And also, real quick, as you guys begin flying away, they are all going to. Crew members are going to be taking shots at you as you go. 
real quick. Golan does a wait. What's the range? Eighteen of hit on you. Yeah. You guys are at the bottom of their ship and begin flying away. Yeah. Even at your fastest movement, it's like sixty feet. Most guns can reach that at with their long feet, distance. You're like here. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you have to go up and then out. Yeah. After the first round, you'll be like here, and then you'll be like that. Yeah. So like you need, okay. You, you have some time to leave. Eighteen does hit. Eighteen does hit. Golan, you take eleven piercing damage, and I need a Constitution saving throw from you to remain concentration on fly. You just gotta roll higher than a 10. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> What's your modifier for con saving throws? Plus one. And so I just got a 10. That, that's enough to save. Oh, yeah. You maintain concentration on five. That is I know. You take the shot in the shoulder, oh, and for a second you feel the, the spell start to fade, but you just take a deep breath in, and, and this second little <laughs> like flame inside of you ignites and keeps your... your Yourself sturdy. And now two shots against you from two other other ones. Natural nineteen to hit. Slayer, you take ten piercing damage. Okay. Firearms are deadly. Two D six on hits. Alright. Um, you guys now spend your next round just straight flying away. Once you're well, I, I'm gonna scream. Go. Well, we're close to each other. Are we're we close to each other? Yeah, you guys are right I'm next to each other. Should I hit him? I aim for the sails. I will say you guys are like right around here right now. So if you want, you can spend your movement moving further away. Yeah, let's let's move a little further. And then movement is used to move away. Okay, so you can going you're to... gonna spend the next couple turns moving away until you're at 150 feet, then fireball. Or as you're further away, 100. I'm like 100 feet. I'm okay, like 100 so as you guys get about 100 feet away, release your fireball right on the sails, right? Yeah. Yeah. Roll the damage. What level are you doing this at? Uh. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fifth level. Fifth level, okay. <laughs> Give him the D six. Uh, that'll be ten D six. What's a sailing ship's uh, sails? Hundred. Okay. But they lose minus five uh, speed every twenty five damage taken. Six, seven. So we can't destroy My the God. sails outright, but like you can slow them down significantly if it's like so significantly. Damage is being rolled. Oh, ships can only move about 30 level. feet per turn. Yeah. So if you take out a good 5, 10, 15 feet, that's... I'll be sorry. Alright. Roll, buddy. <laughs> good amount of sixes. Twenty. 30. 35? 35 damage to the sails. fire damage. So you just... <laughs> See this ball of fire just ignite on their sails and begin tearing it apart, and you just hear the clamoring of everyone. And all of a sudden, Todd, I'm gonna need you to roll. I don't know how much. How much? Is... Sixty-six. It's two d six per barrel. Or actually, no, six d eight. Oh. I don't know which one's yours. Six d eight. Yeah. Four there. Four, five. Any one more? Lucky rolling. Oh, these are all crap rolls. 28, 9, 10, 17. 17 damage. Okay, so these three barrels 
explode right around where the cannons are. Uh, give me a luck check, Slay. Jeez. Come on, I need that nat 20. Uh, 16. Okay, that's enough to do it for that. Uh, you see also, because this was blowing up right around the midsection of their deck, around where some of their cannons were. You see as the interior begins to <laughs> some more as it takes 33 more damage to the hole as you see cannonballs begin to fly out and spray and uh, give me perception checks. Can I also do one? Mm -hmm. With disadvantage. So, uh, with your guys' rolls, you actually do see a little bit, um, you notice there is a different, slightly different, like, element to the flames as these kegs explode, and you do notice there seem to be some, uh, special cannonballs in there that Biff put in while you guys weren't looking. Oh. I, see, I see those explosions. Yes. I look, you thought Ella hopped in a barrel. <laughs> That's why I was checking. Can I yell down, no, no, uh, just yell down that, um... Explosions happen. You yeah. see the crew is reacting because they can see this as well. Yeah, you see Pitcher yelling out to everyone, and you know as people start kicking themselves into the gear into gear sails, <sighs> drop down. This is going to be rough, but we've got to move fast. Uh, he yells on your side, and you guys <sighs> begin flying away. Would you like to drop another fireball before you leave, or keep going? Hit the sails again. Oh, if you would let's, like, you can yeah. Second sail, you know the one front one, the yeah. back one. Let's freaking do it. Uh, gotta be a fourth level. Okay, so that is one less d6 than last time, right? Yeah, so it'd be 9d6. One, two, three. <laughs> He's got two. Three, four. 36. Oh, 36, yep. 36 fire damage on this. That's a total of, from last time, was 35, right? Yeah, so... 70, 70, 71. 71 fire damage to this ship. Lose minus 10 on speed. Speed. That's, that's significant. As you see, their sails are just looking really bad right now. But you guys then continue fly your way back and land on the ship. Uh, you see Pitcher begins moving everything. The crew is all above deck in this moment, running around, making sure everything is running smoothly but everyone on the ship is running around in the moment and you guys begin sailing off deeper into the storm you then hear over the sending stone this is not over huntsman we will find you eventually you cannot escape the cleaver once we have tagged you and tsh, silence from the stone but you guys believe you have gotten a clean getaway as the cleaver slowly becomes a distant dot on the horizon as you guys sail off that was creative as fuck that was stressful that was, <laughs> that was awesome
Crap, I dropped I uh, guess what I get to just completely throw out now. <laughs> Most of this session. Yeah! <laughs> Hashtag making Nick's life hard. No, this is all improv now, so let's see how the fuck this goes. Uh, God, you realize if I dropped Constitution, we would have died, right? Yeah. I would not have been able to You would have went into the storm, in the water, y'all would have been fucked. Maybe yeah. been eaten by a shark or something. I, I realized. So, we're lucky. I know. <laughs> that was... Hey man, this idea came off of a luck roll. That's what you get. So, <laughs> you guys then continue on the day. The, the crew is very tense, but eventually everyone goes to sleep at the end of the night. The next get, next day comes by. What would you guys like to do as the next day approaches? It's still a little bit stormy. You guys are on the edge of it. You're, uh, you guys do see that there is clear sky on the horizon. Uh, if there's nothing you guys specific you guys would like to do during the can, day, um, can I chuck the rock overboard? I actually what would rock. I do that? There's speaking stone. Yes, sure. You just <laughs> chuck it as far as I can. I was gonna train with my whip again. Do some more. Give whip me training. an athletics check. Okay. I was also going to uh, talk with Golan when he's not busy on finding where we are. In Got our it. On the map. Okay. Oh, yeah. Come on. Seventeen. On this athletics. day. You are going around and you, you're kind of taking it easier this day. Not as intense whipping uh, you feel like in the rain that would possibly be dangerous. You don't know. Mm. Um, so you're taking it easy and you're kind of getting more of the intricacies with it. And you actually now notice that the whip only splits at certain times. Um, so you're learning that it's almost more of when you think about it, the whip begins to split but then curls back together. Hmm. Um, but it seems like every now and then when you're not thinking about it, it splits on its own. But taking it light, you notice it never splits the, in the entire sense until you crack it, as if attacking something. You are getting there in proficiency, and you learn that this is going to probably take you a while. Um, give me a roll of those percentile dice. That oh. is the d10, the two d10s. Yeah. Can I, by watching him practice his whip, start practicing throwing my anchor? Uh, give me athletics checks for Just that. throwing it out into sea. 22. Okay. That is your current DC you have to be to gain proficiency with whips. I'll be right back. Got it. So... An at 20. Basically. That's it. Basically. Because a 19 would be 21, so. Yeah. I gotta get a nat 20. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, how long would it take, regular, if I don't get a nat 20, how long would it take, do you think, for me to get be proficient? A lot longer level? than you might think. Okay. So I want to be getting nat 20s. You're going to want to get that high roll, yeah. It's athletics, right? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Slayer? I'm just throwing my anchor out. Okay, yeah, you're just throwing it out, out into the sea and then pulling it back. Yeah, so every time every time it gets further than fifteen feet out, you see the spectral chain go from this wristband you bought, follow it, clamp onto it, keep going, and when you mentally think return, it back into your hand. Now, though it is light, yeah. um, it's it's not losing any of its heft with its swings. And where a normal anchor would be near like 500 pounds this is closer to like 150 right now which like for you is pretty easy one-handed you're used to that but like yeah 
So you know, throwing it is it only you would be able to throw this hand, this, this anchor. Okay. How far can I throw it? Uh, testing it out, you can throw it. Max, uh, max, max distance is eighty feet. Close range is forty feet. That I can throw it. With uh, so it will be forty feet normal, eighty feet disadvantage. So short range or normal range, long range. So, so with range with ranged weapons, um, there's a short range and a long range, or normal range and long range. The normal range is attacking with zero straight, to forty feet. Yeah, zero to forty. And then 40, 40 to, eight, to eighty. Eighty would be, would be disadvantage on the attacks. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to figure that out. Slayer spends his day practicing, sending out his anchor, seeing the distance and the limitations of his new throwing weapon. Um, Yurite and Krokan, what would you guys like to do? Uh, I'm just spending a lot of time... Oh, that's right. You would like to talk to Golan about yeah. mapping out. I was looking for uh, landmarks around, like... Okay, give me a perception check. Like that, yeah. Say Krolton will help, so roll with advantage. Eight. You don't really see any discernible landmarks. You're still storm. in the storm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you look at your compass, you do notice you guys are traveling right now southeast. Um, so from where you guys were yesterday, you can kind of discern you are a little bit out here now. Cool. Wait, drag it. Um, so as this day continues on, let me get a d20 roll for day four. Nine. I'm gonna throw you in a headlock and kill you. If that cleaver comes after us again. Cleaver's back. How would they be able to repair the damage to the side of the hole and their mass probably completely destroyed? How would they be able to get here? They're sailing Luck, bro. Luck. D20 luck. It's called D&D, buddy. Fair enough. Roll the effing dice. <laughs> well, I didn't roll in that one on luck, so. Almost like that. So. As this day comes along, you guys are sailing through. Um, it's a very nonchalant day. Everyone's doing their chores. What we guys? What are you guys doing about your day? Uh, your day is just going to spend a lot of time getting used to uh, the, the um, ship. Ship up top. Okay. And, like looking out and things like that. Okay. And working on his little project that he has free time. Give me um, your little project. What was that? A cubbies for yeah, the. Yeah, little cubbies for um, like, your up top. Give me a survival track for cubbies. Cubby roll. Just as bad as the coffee. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Roasted. You don't really make that good looking of shelves, but you have like these little like two pieces of wood that have another piece of wood on top of it to put your stuff under. <laughs> Bare necessities doesn't look nice. Go on. I'm probably like sitting by one of the side decks. I'm actually going to be reading that book that I don't really know much about that I picked up way back on Inutau uh, on that flying ship. I picked up that like Bible that I don't really know what it is. I still have that book. The blue one or the the Raven Queen one? 
So the ra- remember I gave the you gave Raven, the Raven Queen one by away. The way, I just have the journal with that guy, like that guy's journal, uh-huh. and the book that I don't know anything about. The blue one, right? Got it. I'm just opening that up, and I'm going to read the. Give me a page. history check. To okay. See if I can comprehend. Nine. Uh, you open it, and the, the pages you start flipping through, they're all in a different language that you don't know. Run over the languages you know again. Common, Dwarvish, Elvish, Sylvan. Yeah, you don't know this language. This is you trying to read right now. Winnie the Pooh, thank you. Yeah. That face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then I'm just going to use it as, like, uh, shade. shade, shade, (laughs) You're going to put it over your face and just take a nap. (laughs) I'm just going to put it on my face. I'll hold my instrument just like, yeah, he's done. Dun 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 like a uh Assassin's Creed black flag like travel music starts playing. Yeah, I'm playing the travel music for what's happening right now. Um That's what Slayer, doing. what are you doing? Um, you know, sharing a uh a hotel room at the tavern with Ella. Um, me and her got close. So uh-huh. me and her will be spending the day together doing something, you know, childish on the ship because Slayer's basically a man child. Um, okay. You do find her sitting next to the egg you guys won. That is where she has been almost this entire time. Can I actually go back and check on Ella? I actually just remember that I was, like, involved with that. You notice Slayer walking down, you're like, oh shit, Ella, and you go down as well, so you guys go meet Ella, and she's just holding it there. She sells the blankets and pillows around it, and you know she actually has more blankets around it than the last time you checked, Golan. Um, she's just sitting there holding it i ella how's the egg yeah how was it from yes uh, yesterday or last time not cold anymore she says in common it's warm i uh your common is sure getting pretty good thank you ella how about we uh leave the egg for a little bit and run around and have have a little fun she gets like this quick, look, concerned look on her face. Give me a persuasion check. Hi, Ella. I just want to uh, assure you that the egg will be just safe on the huntsman, and you know, you'll only be a couple of rooms away playing with us. And I rolled a nineteen. Nineteen. She uh, plus what? Like a what was it? Persuasion. Plus a natural one. twenty. She looks at you and just nods. Okay. Fucking shit. Hi, <laughs> fucking shit, Ella. Oh, uh, she gives you thumbs up and she pops up and uh, she like wraps up the blanket, a, like a lot of blankets around this thing, so it's completely cushioned. The egg will be safe for today, Ella. Okay. I just kind of take a blanket and I put it over top, or, like completely over top of it. Be like, I want to keep its head warm. She gives you the thumbs up and like a gleam in her eye, like a little sparkle. <laughs> um, and you guys go up. Uh, you guys play games the entire time. Uh, what yeah. games would you like to teach her? Um, let's teach her some card games. Okay. Uh, Can we get Biff involved? Sure, yeah. You, you call over Biff and you guys are... You basically teach her how to punk out Biff in Poker and Bluff yeah. really well. Uh, give me deception rolls to see how well you teach Ella how to lie. Uh, a 12? 12. She gets the gist of it, but every now and then you can... You know, like She has a very easily read poker face as a child. But you can, like, there is a moment where you see, like, she she gets one game on you. She's good at taunting by saying she won an arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah. No, she's very good against Biff. 
You, though, you can read her like a book. She's a mountain cow. Yeah. Uh, she, she's not that super good at lying. You can tell. But uh, you guys are spending your day doing that. And as the day continues on, you're hey, let me get a perception check up at the crow's nest. You're very busy today working on your project, so you don't notice anything. But the whole ship feels it. As all of a sudden, the boat is shifted a bit to the side. And as everyone begins running up above deck, like to check out what the fuck just happens, like just past midday. Let me get perception check from you guys. You're re-looking. Yeah, I was like still napping there, so I just like fell off out of uh, my nap. Are we still playing with Ella while doing this? Um, Ella's running up with you guys. I Ella, go back to the egg. Make sure it's safe. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Sprints faster than you've ever seen before. Uh, what is this perception? Role? Perception. Oh. A uh, ten. Nineteen. Fifteen. Krolten got a nat twenty. Oh. Krolten's the only one who notices this. As the ship rocks off to the side and Krolten looks off and you just hear him go, holy shit. And he just looks up and you guys eventually see shifting in the sun almost with this reflective camouflage-like wood. You see a ship called Ganon's Revenge with this beautiful bronze writing. Dark blue wood stretching along and on the sails of this massive ship almost shadowing you guys a little bit as you can tell that it was invisible up until a moment ago but you mostly felt your ship being displaced by the water it was moving you see the visage of a dragon head on the sails with lightning all around it is this shit flying right now? Slayer, give me a history check. Wait, is this shit flying right now? No. This okay. is in the water. For some reason, it I was, it was flying above us. It was practically invisible. So the, the displacement of the water is what we felt. Yes. It's so big. It's so large. Wow. Uh, history 13? The name sounds very familiar, and not for good reasons. Oh, I have a feeling. Not at least for you. You know this is a bronze navy ship. And you just see a head poke up from the side. Uh, little bronze kobold. Holy shit, boss! There's a ship we didn't notice! What the fuck? And, and Pitcher's, Pitcher drops his telescope, puts down his, like, um, takes his belt off, puts it down on the ground, and just goes, Holy fuck. Do I do that? Yeah. Aye, we're sailing here, and I just kind of shout back out towards them. Pitcher's just going to, like, put his hand out towards you, Slayer. She, he did not mean that. We'll move. We'll move. Cobalt goes, uh, okay. Sorry for getting in your way. We're, we're making a run for the for the king, so. Sorry. Um, Pitcher's going to look. Um, That is the ship of, uh. The former king of Ogaran. I... Uh, that is Balasar Telmeric's ship. Uh, You've only heard the name in legends and lore, and it is terrifying, and it strikes fear into your heart. 
stolen. Got a nat one. You just feel your ring burn a little bit, and you feel... <laughs> Girthax goes, Holy fuck! And that's all you hear him say. The name is like, it's on the tip of your brain, and you're like, Why does that sound so familiar? That's all you know, Yurita, yeah. You guys, this can kind of gather this just is an imposing ship right now. <laughs> yeah. Very, Very imposing <laughs> ship. So I'm going to continue. So Girthax just said that telepathically, so in my mind, I'm just going to say, what is it, Girthax? And also, the ring is hot. Jesus. Sorry, sorry, I got a little worked up there. Oh, Did you? That's my clan name. Would they be your kin? I'd may- Maybe, maybe. I had a lot of kids. Would you maybe, I mean, to free you, you would need to be, re- I remember you said you need to be reunited with your clan. May this be your time. Uh, I have yet to witness a truly epic kill, so uh, it doesn't feel like my time. This, oh, I see. This feels like something else. Something good, I hope? It, well, I don't know, I'm just excited. This is possibilities. Let's see what happens. So the ship continues right. to pass along. Well, as the ship slowly begins to pass by, your ship being pushed 10, 15, 20 feet out of the way by the waves. Anything else you guys would like to do? Uh, Yurte would wait for it to pass. and then Up at like... the crow's nest, you... Give me a perception check with advantage. Oh yeah, what do you yeah, see? <laughs> He's a, just about 15 feet above their deck. Oh, so yeah, what do you Ooh. see? Another 16. You look and you see this ship full of these bronze dragonborns, all with these intricate, very, think, uh, East Islander tattoo styles, uh, Samoan, stuff like that, um, wearing these very intricate, not dresses, but almost like kilts to a degree, but they're more silk and things like that. Uh, they have leaves hanging from them. Very, again, East Islander-esque design to it. And you see standing the top of the ship, one hand on the wheel, with this massive greatsword on his back and this tricorn hat pulled down low over his eyes and these large spiked horns standing at about 10 to 15 feet tall. It's hard to tell from this distance. What looks to be their captain, covered in these different colored tattoos with these runes on his chest and these large, what seem to be made of electricity like wings folded inward on his back. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <clears throat> Yurte is just gonna be standing there marveling at like the crew, kind of just like fully not hiding himself, just like marveling at like, just, like what? <laughs> As you are marveling, you do see the captain's head turn. Look at you. <laughs> and then turn back and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> While he's up there, he's actually going to be surprised when I pop up. You're going up? Yeah. You're I'm flying pop- up? I'm popping because I want to see... I'm curious. After having the conversation with Girthax, I'm curious. I'm popping up to the crow's nest to see what he sees. Oh, you're popping up to the crow's nest. Okay. Yeah. So you're popping up to the ship. No, 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 uh, no. Give me a perception check with advantage. Balls. 12. You see basically everything that your taste saw as he's pointing it out to you, uh, but you don't see, like... You can't make out details on tattoos. You do see skin is covered, but you can't make out details on any tattoos. So you don't see fine detail, but you basically get rough numbers and 
the uh, you see. Gotcha. The man. The man. Whoa, that guy looks serious. Wouldn't want to mess with him, huh? That's for sure. Also, just so you're aware, like I have bronze dragonborn features in my like. I'm just different color. But otherwise, I would look like them. <laughs> gotcha. Mostly what I'm marveling at. Krolten's up there with you guys. And he just kind of looks over. <laughs> Sir, you look more like that guy than you do me. And he's pointing to the ship captain. Yeah, I was I, I was noticing that also. Uh, I, I mean, you I look a lot like the crew members too, but a lot like him. Yeah, I was always different at, back where I lived than most of the Golden Dragonborns. But yeah, that's actually really freakish. And I'm just really just marveling, kind of just like, wow, like, just in, like, I've never seen someone that has my features because everyone else really looks like Krolten where I grew up. I mean, especially in, like, the, the fins. It's, it's where I see it. Subconsciously starts touching them, just like, Dad? <laughs> Papa? <laughs> wow. It's a, it's a real uncanny resemblance. Amazing. You guys really think so? And as you guys are looking and marveling at this, the ship eventually <sighs> passes by. Um, he, you guys look down and you see Pitcher just immediately drop to his knees. Oh, thank, thank Sylvanas, thank Malar, thank, thank the Raven Queen. He just kind of gets down on his knees and puts his head onto the deck. <laughs> thank the dead goddess Malora. Thank the gods. Something tells me we were very lucky with what just happened. <laughs> Did you see that ship? Cause I didn't until it was literally cannonballs in my face. Yeah, no, um, out of nowhere. I'm up top, and I swear that ship was not there. Like, I'm being honest, I might be really bad at my job, but it was not there. And chances are they... That ship is made out of... Shiftwood. You see, in this uh, far-off inland area in the north, there are trees that can shift and camouflage to their environment. Building a ship out of that wood is... Expensive? It's incredible. You would, the resources you would need. The Ganon's Revenge. What a name. What a ship. I, an eye to that as well, Golan. Just like, whew, that was, uh... Glad we, uh, we didn't run in with them, huh? Oof. Slayer just jokingly says, I, I think we could have just taken them on. <laughs> and just kind of chuckles. Like, it's a joke. The ship's about, like, 50 feet past the back end of the Huntsman. As you say this, a bolt of lightning just kind of <laughs> strikes in between your two ships, um, and you see standing at the edge, just kind of like folded arms over, waving, is the captain, and he just <laughs> land. I just awkwardly like wave back, trying just to keep like, I'm just like awkwardly. <laughs> Like, kind of the royal wave where my hand just rotates. He, but he's, like, he's very slowly uh, doing the rotate back. And then he stands up straight, turns his back, and the ship continues on. <laughs> rotate pulls out his collar and goes, Slayer, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that man is fierce. <laughs> well, full exaggeration on the S. His so. eyes kind of light up because secretly he wants to be just like that captain. Someday he's going to be that captain. God, okay. But the huntsman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huntsman's not. So that point. your day continues on. Cold sweats the whole day. Always looking yeah. over my back now. That was crazy. Yeah, you, 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 
now the discover of the shift wood, you guys almost never have a calm moment for a second. Uh, you guys would be about here now. You guys encountered the ship somewhere around here on the map. You would be here. Can I make a perception check to see if I like start seeing any like outlines in the distance? Yep. And just keep perception check. Perception skills. Mm-hmm. 17. 17? You look off in the distance and you do see very distant specks. What could be islands, could be like giant spires sticking out of the water, could be a ship. But you do notice some things off in the uh, horizon off to the northern side of the ship. I'm just going to take what I notice and then go to go on with the map and just kind of just like talk about what I saw and like slowly try to like say like, hey, maybe it was this. Give me survival checks, both of you guys. Or one with advantage, up to you. 24. Yeah, you know exactly where you are. Um, and you know you, you're in your fifth day of travel to get to the Golden Archipelago. Um, is another, I mean, several, several days. It's about two weeks, so 18 days of travel. Or no, four weeks. So you are only four days in. Yeah, well, a month here is 45 days. You guys are at, it would be days. <laughs> you guys would still be at, uh, you guys have upwards of like 25, 26 days to go mm. until you reach the Golden Archipelago territory. And then sailing between islands is going to take its own time. Right. Um, so for the next day of travel, let's get another D20 roll. Um, you're up, buddy. Please be nothing happens. A 17. Uh-oh. You guys. Watch how <laughs> You guys all spend this day as you normally do. Of course, that would be Yurte looking out, just keeping an eye. Uh, give me a perception check for the day. Can I also use this as like training my perception, possibly? Sure. Getting better at recognizing yeah. animals. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, sixteen. I lied. I sixteen. Read. Got it. Okay. Uh, looking out in the distance, you do see using the telescope. A small little island. Nothing too impressive. Uh, it's honestly barely a dot in in the distance of your vision without the telescope. But you do notice on the edges of the beach a couple huts. Um, Golan, what would you be doing during the day? More whip training. More whip training? Okay. Give me that athletics check. 21. Okay. <laughs> Damn. You almost have it, man. You you feel it, and you know that this is going to take you some time. Roll a d4. You got a 4. Subtract 4 from the 22. That is your new DC for your next day of training with the whip. Oh, from the... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Slayer, what are you doing? Just first mate duties. Okay, yeah, you're, you're going around the ship. Give me... Give me a charisma check for the ship for ship morale right now. Mm. Right now, morale is doing okay. I would say on a scale from one to five, you guys are at about a, a, a three. A charisma? Yeah. Wait, three, three, <laughs> oh, six. 
the crew, especially after the interaction they had the previous day with Ganon's Revenge, uh, everyone's kind of on edge and everyone's really not having that great of a day today. The ship morale will go down by one. It is currently at two. We're not feeling good. Yeah. Feeling Can good. I make everyone a little better by, you know, making some drinks and go and have them with some people? Okay, you're, you're going to go serving drinks to the crew? Yeah. Okay. I talk to them. Roll a d20, add your charisma once again. This is Hospitality Slayer. Four. Only Biff and Gert want to drink with you. They're the only ones who are always down to drink. No one else is taking shit today. <laughs> like, Zebrith is just kind of, like, sitting there like, we could have fucking died, guys. Twice. <laughs> shit. Balls. Just drink. Drink with uh, Um. Are you going to be telling everyone about the island? Uh, I would mention it to uh, Golan. Okay, yeah. He lot. mentions that... Uh, are you guys cluing Pitcher in on this stuff, or are you just talking navigator to navigator? Probably just between I'm us. I'm just navigator to navigator, and like making notes like... Only if it's a really major thing. Small we'll islands, sure. small huts on the island, five days from here, fell. Okay, just yeah. Just kind of learning the area. Yeah, you, you do notice the island of small huts. You take note of it for that day. Next day goes by. Are you guys done with that day? Do you have anything else you'd like to do during the day? You guys can fit basically two tasks into a day. As long as you take eight hours doing that said task. I spend eight hours getting drunk with Biff and Gert. Fantastic. Napping. Napping? No, train with Krolten. Training with Krolten. Okay. I'm yeah, I'm napping. Athletics check with Krolten, uh, just because. Always fun to see how well you guys do training together. 25. Yeah, you guys You guys are up in the crow's nest training this time, and you're getting, <laughs> you're getting used to fighting in the crow's nest. You're incorporating that, like, pole that was out there. Like, you see Krolten at one point jump up, grab it, and, like, use it to kick you with your, and you block it with your sword and, like, slide back a little bit. Um, nice little training session up in the crow's nest. Next day comes by. Another d20 roll. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Eleven. Trusting Todd when he read. Yeah, I figured you could see. I wasn't going to look. Today, as you guys are sailing by, uh, nothing off in the horizon, really of any notice. What are you guys doing? I'm going to challenge Golan. Well, not really challenge, but offer the duel with Golan. Kind of like a training with Golan. On okay. Uh, so, if you would like Golan, when you do your athletics check, you can do it with advantage for the day. Yeah. I'm down. Give me the roll. So, athletics. Mm -hmm. 21. 21. You spend your day training with the whip, and now you've actually spent the day training with someone who is used to fighting. And Yurite, watching him, you are you're experienced with martial weapons. You know how to use martial weapons from your time home. And whips specifically were a specialty of a certain dojo. Uh, you, of course, did spend some time there. So you showed him some of those techniques that you were missing. The flicks of the wrist, the nuances of wielding this weapon. That every now and then, that every time you want the whip to split, it splits. And you have started grappling things with these as well. It's just the you can't grapple two things separately. You can only grapple small items separately, but you can grapple a creature with the big one. Awesome. You are now proficient in whips with the help of Yurite. Thank you, good sir. But this is something you're going to have to keep up with, because if you fall out of practice, 
-hmm. you won't be able to use it. Okay. So either use the whip in combat, or you're going to have to keep training with it to make sure you keep proficiency. Gotcha. Okay. Slayer? Um, what is it, day five? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have some... I want to do training, but with, like, parts of the ship. You want to do, like, do, like drills? Some, yeah, with, like, some of the cannon people and practice shooting the cannons, you know? Okay. And, like, do drills like that with the crew underneath because, uh, as first mate, I know I give them, like... Give them advantage, advantage if you help them, and yeah. stuff and helping them, and I kind of tell them when to fire and everything. Okay, so, so uh, you spend you spend basically this day running through drills with the crew. I figured every couple days we could do this with the crew, like different get, parts. Get of crew. get them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, start your days. You start this session off with Biff, Gert, and the other powder monkeys. Basically, grabbing powder for cannons, making sure they're packed properly, making sure no excess gunpowder is getting all over the place. That's a safety hazard. It's a workplace hazard. We can't have none of that bullshit here. Uh, give me a charisma check with pers with advantage because Biff and Gert will be helping you out. They're basically every time you say something they're like yeah, you know you don't don't forget to do that. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. I don't think I get any. It's it's a good day with the crew. It's a good day with this section of the crew, and as this good day is going by, the good vibes are coming. You notice this first because you're below deck. The view outside the portholes gets hella foggy. For a second, you just go, what the fuck? And you, you guys then on the deck then notice pouring over the sides and slowly rising from the sea itself is fog. Rising up. And fully overtakes the ship. So the ship is now fully encased in this fog. I'm going up to the crow's nest to double check, and I'm assuming it's still it, fog. Yep, super fog. You actually, when you started this journey, you couldn't see the crow's nest. And now when you look down, you can't really see the ship super well. Nice. It's big, so you know it's there. Yeah. Like, you see the outline, but you can't see, like, super well, de like, detailed. Yeah, like people move, but I don't know who it is. Yeah. You are now overtaken by this fog. What would you like to do? Can we close... Is there fog inside the ship? It's starting to pour through the open portholes, yeah. Can we close them? Yep, you guys go around the ship and just... You know, start closing portholes. There's and... no fog inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to yell for Golan to grab a map and then come up to me. And I'm going to pull out my compass and start... Prepping where I am. Okay. Uh, so, give me a survival check. With advantage. Golan with me? Yep, Golan yeah, will be I'm with right you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, or do I have to roll? No, it can be going. It's up to you navigators on who rolls and who gives the advantage. Because he's helping. Okay. He gives you his compass orb. What is this? North. Survival. 22. 22. You guys know you're not... You you haven't lost your bearings. You're still moving in the same direction you were. You know, same same heading. Let me get perception checks from everyone. Yep. Just did. Golden got an 18. 14? A 10. 9. None of you guys notice this, but you hear Kroll 10 just go, Guys, I feel like someone's watching us. Uh, he's up top with uh, you two in the crow's nest right now. Um, 
You guys ever feel this way before? Creepy eyes on you at all times? Uh, Slayer. With a 14, right? Yeah. You've had this sensation before. In a nightmare long ago, you remember the ship being overtaken by fog. You don't... It's one of those things that you're not sure if it was a dream, if it was real. No, it was a dream. It was a dream. Because I died. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it had to have been a dream. Um, and then all of a sudden, something tells you it's not a dream. When you hear a soft... Uh, 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 float almost permeate coming from the fog itself this soft little almost angelic like singing in the mist she sails the sea the skies so deep until the dragons came for she shall seek and find them there and sink them in the deep below she shall find her prey tonight the mistress hunts today and as the song kind of finishes in this moment you see the fog all up above deck slowly start to take form and as stepping out this ghost crew steps out from the ship i guys i uh have a bad feeling about this like uh I dream of this already. Be ready. Permeating and gathering in the front of the ship. Golan, you see a face you have not seen since a little Halloween session we did. These long, flowing red hair. Skeletal hand holding blades. Large, tricorn hat casting a shadow over half the face, the other half skeletal in features. Oh no. Hello, Huntsman. The mistress has returned for your ship. And that is where we'll end our session. (laughs) So, thank you all for listening to this episode of RTFD Tales of Piracy. As always, I'm your DM. Check us out on uh, Instagram at RTFDDND, on Spotify, RTFD. Uh, we are also on Google Podcast, uh, Pocket Cast, Anchor.fm. Uh, check out AC Delvers uh, on Twitch. Uh, they're my friend's streams. We always share their stuff on our Instagram, so check it out there if you guys want to check it out. They're running through Baldur's, uh, through Descent to Avernus and Baldur's Gate. Super fun module. DM's an awesome guy. Awesome DM, too. Um, with that, that's all for this session. Thank you for listening.